Hello, you're listening to the One Thing Today podcast with Michael Nobbs. A regular nudge to remind you to live gently and to take one small step each day to move your creative life on just a little. The podcast is brought to you with the support of its patrons over on Patreon. And if you would like to support the ongoing recording of these podcasts, then please visit patreon.com forward slash go gently where you'll discover how you can receive podcast extras 20 minute work sessions vlog posts and even a personal podcast sent directly to you each month thanks so much for listening and your support will be very much appreciated here's today's episode (laughs) i've got two cardamom pods left I didn't think I had any, and I've just been looking in my cupboard, and I found a jar with two in. So I'm putting those in my saucepan. Hello, <laughs> I'm Michael Knobs, and this is episode 1565 of the One Thing Today podcast. I'm making something I don't think I've made since last summer. I had a feature of my summer last year. I'm making some spicy chai tea and it's a provision for a tiny adventure. A provision? Do you have a single provision? I don't know. Anyway, it's something to take with me on today's tiny adventure. I didn't know that today was necessarily going to be the day that I would do this, but I've been thinking since I spoke to you last, since I made the first tiny adventure podcast, that I'd like to make some spicy chai tea and take it up to the oak tree and sit and drink it. And mornings, it's feel a particularly nice time to drink chai tea. I remember I had it, possibly the first time I had it was at a festival I went to, probably quite a few years ago now, <coughs> excuse me, really wet. It was camping, rain, mud, uh, I'm sure you can imagine, <laughs> classic festival weather. And uh, there was a stall that sold um, spicy chai tea. And I remember waiting with a friend for it to, uh, to open and to have the chai ready. And uh, it was the most delicious thing. I tasted, I think I was just so ready for a cup of tea and this spicy chai tea was just, uh, just hit the spot. And actually quite a few years went by before I, I started to make it myself. And so I'm just looking at my sugar and yeah, last summer, it was last summer, wasn't it? Uh, I was making it a lot. Yes, it was, which I think it was. You'll probably know better than me if you listened to my Tiny Adventure podcast last year. Maybe I was doing it the year before as well. Just put a little bit of sugar in. I remember I, I think the recipe called for calls for more sugar than actually I enjoy. Now I make it; it's coming back to me. But uh, I was forgetting. I also remember I have a tea strainer ready for straining it into my flask as well. I'm just making, just making a single cup into a little flask. I've got a lovely big flask, which is what I was making it in last year and or the year before. So I'll just let that 
let that simmer for a little few minutes. I'm a bit impatient, but I shall uh, let it cook properly. Yes, I wasn't sure that today was going to be the day for this tiny adventure. Um, but I've just been to let the chickens out and it's a lovely morning. It's not too hot yet. And I think it is going to be quite a hot day today and there's a little slight drizzle in the air. So it feels really lovely outside and it will be a good opportunity to, uh, to have a walk. I spent yesterday almost completely in bed. So today it would be nice just to get out a little bit and I'll do it in the morning. It will feel um, I feel good. It'll feel good to have done something first thing today. It was already looking a good colour. So have I told you what I've got in this saucepan apart from the cardamom pods? I don't think I have. I've got two cardamom pods because that's all that I had. I'm not sure what the recipe calls for. Three, three green cardamom pods. Wow, I'm not doing too badly with two. I've got a couple of peppercorns, the recipe calls for two. I think I might have had more than that. One clove, and I've definitely got more than that. Probably about three cloves. A little bit of a cinnamon stick. I've got some really big, thick cinnamon sticks, so I just broke off, I don't know, three inches, four, yeah, three or four inches. Three, probably, of the end of a cardamom pot. Recipe calls for one. Sorry, cinnamon stick. The recipe calls for one cinnamon stick, but I think it probably means those, those neater, <laughs> thinner ones that you sometimes get in drinks. Two teaspoons of sugar, and I think I put about one in, and that's possibly even still going to be a bit sweet for me. We'll see. I expect I'll get to know. And then one tea bag. This is one English breakfast tea bag. And in fact, I am using an English breakfast tea bag. I was given for my birthday a little while ago, I was given a lovely tin um, full of English breakfast tea bags. And the tin is in the shape of a chicken coop um, by artist Emma Bridgewater. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, I've been using, I've been using the tea bags and I've almost used them all now. <coughs> oh, this is simmering well now. And the recipe called for 200 millilitres of oat milk. Uh, I suspect I've got a, well, possibly I've got about that, but I've added some water to mine to fill my flask. I know, or I'm remembering now, as I'm making this, that I used to add a bit of oat cream to mine as well at the end. But I haven't got any of that, I don't think I have. No, I haven't, I know I haven't. I was picturing where it might be but I'm picturing it in the old fridge, which is now gone, so. Let's let that simmer for a minute more. So simmer over medium heat for 10 minutes, remove from the heat and, oh, ah, oops. <laughs> I think I did do it this way last time. Infuse the milk with all the spices, then for 10 minutes, then add the tea bag and let it simmer for, let it, let it um, steep for two minutes or infuse for two minutes. I haven't followed the recipe. I have a feeling this is how I used to make it. I didn't remember that at that stage, doing the milk first. But anyway, <laughs> 
read the recipe before you start. I think perhaps we'll just decide that's done in that case. Bubbling away. Lifting it above the heat because it's, it's bubbling so much. Oh, that does smell good. Right, I shall get this in my flask. Get anything else that I need. I don't think I'm going to take anything else with me, actually. I had thought I might take some crocheting up at some point, but that, I think, is going to be a tiny adventure of its own. And I will see you somewhere near the top of the hill, and we shall go and visit the oak tree together. just approaching the gateway near the top of the hill of my field which leads through to the next field and then through another gateway into the third field is where where the big oak is walking quite slowly and following some tiny white moths that have been flying around in the grass around me as I've walked, almost leading the way up the hill. It's as I think that uh, we're attracting the swallows. The very first time I went and saw the oak tree, I didn't realise at the time, and I think the swallows were swooping in the grass to catch the moths. No swallows today. No ants today either. He came in at about half past six, curled up and went straight to sleep. This is the spot where he appeared last time I spoke to you. Quite surprising me. Very still morning. You have a car on the road. Still feels like quite an unusual thing to hear a car, though people are moving about a lot more. The road's generally quite quiet here anyway, even in inverted commas, normal times. But it's so still that uh, lots more distant sounds are reaching my ears. As I was walking up the hill and thinking how still it was, I was hearing what I thought was the sound of the wind in the leaves of the trees. And I thought, well, it can't be, there isn't any wind. And I realised it was the sound of the stream. There's a slight breeze here now, just a slight one I can see. There's some nettles growing through the gate that used to be across this gateway that's been lying on the ground, I think, all the time I've lived here. But there's nettles growing up through it. And they're swaying just ever so slightly. I can hear the wood pigeon. Or the collared dove. Don't know which. It's the collared doves I see a lot, but I think there are wood pigeons about, and as we're up at the edge of the woods, I suppose it could well be that they're wood pigeons. That's walking along the edge of this field. This is the path that I take quite regularly when I do my circular walk. But we diverge from that at the next gateway. I can see the oak here now. I sort of understand why I haven't especially noticed it or been particularly drawn to it because 
whilst it is standing alone, right behind it, a little way away, but sort of straight on with my line of vision, is the edge of the woods. And it sort of blends in a bit. It doesn't stand out. I think probably from the other side, it must stand out a lot. It's just against the sky from the other side. What's this flying here? Quite big. Is it a buzzard? It might be actually. Or is it a kite? Have you heard that call? It might be a kite. I can't see it's too flat against the sky. I can't see it. Ah, oh, but I can see a second one higher up in the sky. I think I can see the fork of the tail. I think it must be two kites. bright orange and some rowan berries. The only colour amongst all this green. Well, of course green is a colour. But uh, standing out. Actually I can see, I'm looking, I can see some the pink purpley colour of some thistles as well. But those um those rowan berries quite quite bright against the grey and the green. As well as my, as my spicy chai, I made myself a peanut butter sandwich, so I'm going to have my breakfast here at the Oak. There's a sheep in the gateway, not running anywhere, low. Chewing away on something. I'm oh, heading off now. I love this gateway because the hill just falls away behind it. Beautiful view. In fact, I think there are two more oak trees down the hill. One day, I will go and have a look at them as well, but not today. Today, I'm off to see the big oak, which is now just to my left. Hello. One, two, three, four, five, five sheep here in this field looking at me. I'm going this way, so you don't need to move. very suspiciously at me. If you heard the first episode of these tiny adventure podcasts, you'll know that last time I had a ball of string with me and a marker pen and I was measuring with the help of ounce the girth of this oak tree so that I could work out or estimate how old it was. <clears throat> and I told you I'd found a very complicated formula for working or estimating the age of an oak tree. And a really simple one <laughs> was just dividing one number by another. Uh, and since I spoke to you, I found another uh, very helpful website, which had the sort of calculations done for you, basically. Uh, and it did take into account where a tree was growing. And I did, well, the two calculations. I did the, the simple one, which decided the tree was about 160 years old. And then I looked at these charts 
and it was estimating roughly the same actually i think it said 166 years old the the girth of this oak is almost exactly three meters so it was quite simple using the chart to uh, to get a good estimate um, <clears throat> And because this is quite an exposed spot and the tree is by itself, um, well, being exposed slows it down. Um, now am I getting this right? Trees in woods um, grow much more slowly. I suppose that makes sense, doesn't it? Um, so over to my, to my right from where I'm standing now, there's um, so I'm facing down the hill now, so to my right is the grove of oak trees that I often walk up to and I was thinking they must be much younger than this tree, uh, but they might not be uh, because they're growing so closely together. It's possible that they have a similar sort of age, but I did think I've got my string and my, my, mar my marker penning out. I did think I might go and measure a couple and just see if I can find out roughly how old they are. I was assuming that perhaps this tree is old tree. There's a parent of those, but maybe they're all siblings, I don't know. So here I am. Lots of lichen, two, three, I can see three distinct sorts of lichen on this tree. There's sort of a pale, almost fluorescent green. It's lying quite flat against uh, the, the trunk. And just above that here where I'm standing, there's a darker green, smaller leafed lichen, and then there's a um, sort of more furry, I mean, they may all be different stages of the same lichen, I don't know, a furry, almost sponge-like green lichen. they can trust me they haven't gone so I've got five sheep to my right happily chomping away on the grass very quiet here stretches quite a long way it's quite raggedy uh, it's quite a few looking out quite a few of the big branches that are bare broken off in places uh, and others that have covered in leaves and it looks as if at some point the tree has been wood's been taken from it sort of, I don't know, 10 feet above the ground, but it's a little bit more, it's a few feet above my head. There's um, a branch that's been cut off right up against the trunk. Conceal the rings in that. We have to tell how old that trunk was when it was cut. Not trunk, branch. Must have been very thick branch. 
just a little bit above that on the opposite side there's another thinner thinner branch that's been cut as well. In fact, in the field, just over the fence, there looks like there's some some of the tree there that looks like it's broken off from somewhere. That's not happened in a storm. I don't know where that's broken from, however. It's quite big. Maybe, maybe something broke off and it was cut back to make it safe. I don't know. If there were just a couple more slightly lower branches, there'd be steps to climb this tree. <laughs> I used to climb an oak tree when I was small. There was a piece of waste ground that I used to play in with friends when I was quite small. Just took it for granted, didn't think anything of it. It was always there. And there was an oak tree that spanned a fence, and we used to climb over the fence by climbing over the oak tree. But also you could sit. It cradled you. It had a branch that was a bit like a hammock that you could sit on. Right, now I'm going to sit down. A bit damp. In fact, if I just actually I'm going to sit. Sit on this root, I think. Which is where I sat last time, I without. Oh. And I'm going to try my tea. It's a little way away. I can imagine on a different day you wouldn't hear it so clearly from up here. There's ravens, and you can hear there if I can see them skimming the top of the pine trees. I think there might be large trees to my left. inside the canopy of the tree. It stretches, I'm not very good at estimating, 30 feet, I don't know, 20, 30 feet, something like that, hanging down quite low to the ground. <sighs> Lean it back on the trunk. 
So 160, 170 years old, this tree probably. Takes us back to 1850, 1860. I was reading that, uh, that lots of oak trees in the UK are planted by jays. I didn't realise that they, they eat acorns, they bury them and then they forget where they put them and some of them, some of them become oak trees. It's quite strange to think that this huge tree <laughs> more than a century and a half ago was a tiny acorn that may have been, may have been uh, buried by a jay. I think squirrels must bury acorns too. I don't know that, but I've always sort of thought that. I've never heard of jays doing it though. I do see jays, sometimes I see them in the garden. They've probably been here a long time. And I wonder if this tree was always by itself here or whether this field has been cleared and there's this one left. Quite an enclosed view from this this side. Um, that quite enclosed you all round. We're quite high, but there are hills all around us, so it looks down at the valley. There's no opening. Um, where I sit on the other side of the grove of oak trees looks down through the valley, so there are sort of hills either side. But here um, we're surrounded by hills, so this oak tree has got quite an enclosed view. <clears throat> quite a peaceful, a peaceful view.
voices somewhere. I think I'm going to sit here for a little bit longer and eat my sandwich and then head back home and I think this is my <laughs> my one thing for the day. I'm not really picking one things at the moment, um, at least not in advance, but it's quite nice to have done one today. I hope your day is starting well. Maybe, maybe you could plan a tiny adventure. Pack some provisions. I really like the idea, this idea of just coming to the same place this year for my tiny adventures. And very keen to pace myself. This morning I had thought I might, you know, maybe I'll bring my crocheting with me, do some crocheting. But that really can be for another time. I haven't got to do it all at once, there's no rush. stay here just for a little bit longer and sit in the quiet and I shall talk to you again sometime soon. Bye bye. <laughs>